Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 105, The Physiology of Growth with James Williams. So I invited my husband, James, who's a certified high-performance coach, to share some interesting research around what actually happens inside your body as you're going to the next level. So for those of us who have looked to scale or make more money or just transform our mindset in any way, we know that there are things that come up that try and stop us from going to that next level. Maybe it's fear, maybe it's doubt, maybe it's insecurity, lack of confidence. James is going to explain exactly what's going on within your body when that happens. And once you understand from an intellectual perspective what's actually happening, you're able to recognize that the fear or whatever it is that's coming up is not actually real. It's just a mechanism that your body has designed to keep you safe. Now, I want you to really listen to this episode, not only for inspiration, but also to start to implement what James is teaching. It's really important that we're able to be on the outside looking in when all of this is happening within our body and we recognize that, you know what, the desire, the drive, the thing that's calling us, that's actually the truth. And like I said, our body is just trying to keep us in a space that feels safe, but in actuality, it's time for you to go to the next level and you are able to move through that and create new ways of thinking and new ways of showing up in the world. So I hope you love all this information. I absolutely adore it. James has been my secret weapon for years. So now let's go ahead and dive in. Hey, James, welcome to the I Heart My Life show. Hello, my wife. Lovely to be on the I Heart My Life show again. (laughs) (laughs) For those people who don't know you, can you talk a little bit about who you are, the type of work that you do and your role within the I Heart My Life company? Yes, of course. So I I call myself a performance breakthrough coach. Uh, in 2015, I certified as a high performance coach through the uh, High Performance Institute that basically through a lot of research managed to figure out what it is that makes a high performer that way and came up with a lot of strategies and theories and research to back up processes that support people in really growing physiologically, mentally and spiritually to be able to maintain performance in not only their work and their career, but also in their life and their relationships. And so that became a a huge obsession of mine. And since then, I've been working with female and male entrepreneurs uh, to really support them in in how to, what what I like to talk about is the business of you, how to scale and grow the business of you so that when you go out into the world, into your relationships, into your businesses, you know that the effort that you're putting in is coming from an uh, energetically abundant place, which means the results are going to be more excellent and progress is going to be faster. Exactly. And for those people who are new to the I Heart My Life show, you and I actually did an episode where I talked about you being the secret weapon in my business. And the reason I phrase it like that is because I definitely was one of those people who came into growing a company, having no idea what it was going to take and how to take care of myself at the same time I was growing a business. And so the business of me definitely fell by the wayside very quickly because I was focused on making sales, getting in the clients, working as hard as possible. And so because of your skill set and what you bring to the table and bring to your own clients, you were able to support me in taking better care of myself and also understanding why that was so important. And for today, we're not going to go into that necessarily. 
Um, but other, if you, if anyone's interested in that topic, you can go back to listen and listen to some of our previous episodes. But today I was really inspired because I heard you on a call with one of our potential clients the other day, and you were talking to them all about what was happening to them chemically as they were making the decision to move forward with investing in a program. And obviously for a lot of people who have a big dream, they also have a lot of fears that are walking alongside of those dreams. And so that comes up when they're looking to invest and go to the next level and actually spend money. It happens when they're looking to go onto Facebook Live and get visible. So I really wanted us to do a deep dive into what's going on with us from a physical perspective, from a chemical perspective, as we move forward towards our goals and we continue to up-level in life and business. Yeah, it's um, you know, I think it's where my my fascination has has led me um, is to really understand more of what's going on from every angle of the body. And you know, it, it occurred to me a long time ago that the feeling of fear is very very similar to the feeling of excitement. There's that little kind of like down in your solar plexus in the top of your stomach. There, you get that kind of feeling, and you might get the cold sweats and everything feels enlightened, right? Everyone, everything feels kind of on edge. But depending on how you perceive that, it could be fear, it could be excitement. And one example I always use for my clients is, you know, do you remember the first time you went on a roller coaster and you were queuing up and you were scared and you genuinely thought that that was fear? And then you got on and you, you rode the roller coaster and it was terrifying but exciting. And then you queued up again. And something said to queue up again. And suddenly this same feeling in your stomach's there but now it's more excitement. Now there's a, there's a different perspective on the same feeling, that it's now an exciting feeling. Once I realized that, I thought to myself, well, that's so interesting that, you know, our nervous system, you know, throws signals at our body that affect our immune system, our digestion, uh, all of these physiological effects. But it ultimately is all down to how we perceive those feelings as to what direction we take. I love that. And so can you explain to us, let's just take the sales example um, first and foremost. Mm. Say somebody's on a call and they know that they want to move forward with a program. And for us, you know, we're kind of known as the big, the go big or go home company. I've heard people say that before where our programs are at a certain level and certain caliber where people know that if they invest, not only is it a financial commitment, it's also a commitment to their dreams because we're going to hold them accountable. We're going to be there when they start to, uh, you know, go into hiding and not want to show up and we're going to pull them out and, you know, help them take that action. And so they know that it's a big decision. And so we do get a lot of people who end up going into fear or they go into hiding or they use money or time as an excuse. So can you describe to people who I'm sure everyone's been in that position at some point in time, what is actually happening in that moment where you know you're being pulled to do something, but that fear is there simultaneously? Yeah. So, you know, this happens even before your thoughts get involved. That's the interesting thing. You know, you have an autonomic nervous system, right? And that system, you know, if you can imagine it is just kind of the, the, the rhythm of your entire body, okay? And you know, the rhythm of that and that rhythm of that gets developed very, very young. And then throughout your life changes, depending on your experiences, changing changes, depending on traumas that you might have been through. Um, and what happens It's there to keep you safe, right? It's there to sort of warn you if you're heading in a direction that is dangerous. Um, 
Now, what your nervous system considers dangerous is anything that, that requires it move in a, at a different pace. And so the moment you go to, say, make a decision to invest in something that you have no proof is going to work out for you, that, it, that requ- is going to require a totally different version of you showing up, is going to require more energy, your nervous system is recognizing that and thinking, this is require more from me. I'm not sure if it's safe. So it will trigger an emotional response, a physiological response, and it will do everything to hold you back from making that decision because it doesn't know if it's safe or not. Now, the reason I say this is because you, if you recognize that is happening, you get to look at, you get to change your perspective on that. You get to say, oh, look at this emotion. Look at this feeling. Look at how my body is, um, is showing me that I'm about to step up. Right. Look at how my body is showing me that I haven't been there before and it's making me sweat and it's thrown all these interesting stories and, and almost lies to my mind to, to challenge me. And maybe if just maybe if I was to see that as a challenge, if I was to see that as like, you know, the the, the, the final test before I do step towards that new mountain range, that new level, you know, that. Should I take that challenge? What I'm doing is I'm proving to myself and my nervous system that I've got this, that it is in fact safe. And then the next time I'm faced with a challenge, my nervous system is prepared for that. It's prepared for the fact that now I'm the, I'm the person that up levels. And so we're teaching, physiologically, we're teaching our bodies what they do best, which is adapt. Human beings are the most adapting, most most incredibly um, adapting things on this planet. Like we have changed and grown and developed depending on our environment, depending on, you know, social conditions. We've got the ability to do so. But a lot of people get stuck in comfortable. And when your nervous system is used to comfortable, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a lot more challenging for it to go, a lot more challenging for it to go anywhere else. So ultimately, it's about how can I be more aware of the signals that my body's giving me and be curious rather than judgmental about what those signals are so that I can build a better trusting relationship with how I'm more capable than I'm currently just showing up in the world. I love that. And I think it's so easy to see when we think about other types of examples. So I'm thinking of weight training and exercise, for example, and how it's normal for us to think, oh, my muscles hurt or, you know, I'm feeling tired because I did so much exercise today. And we never think twice about it. But then when we're in the midst of a conversation or a personal up level, it's this huge deal. And we allow all of the fear and all of those chemicals, as you're describing, and and the normal ways of doing things to make us feel like this is the wrong decision, or we can't actually move forward, or we can't trust ourselves to make the right move. And I think that's so fascinating. Right, yeah. Every single person on this planet has gone into something they knew was going to be hard, but they've gone into it anyway because they recognize the result, right? That ultimately, you think about a, um, um, a fa- like a couple that want a family and a woman that goes into it knowing that she's going to be growing a human being inside her, that all sorts of physiological things and challenges could happen, and that at the end of it, she's got to give birth, which everyone knows is, is, is challenging, yet she goes into it fully aware that those things are going to happen, but more focused on the outcome, more focused on the benefit. And this is where we go into what I call benefit extension, that when you really visualize, and, and more than just visualize, when you feel and see exactly what is going to happen when you commit to stepping into that new normal, 
to stepping into with courage a journey that is scary when you go into that with a very clear feeling of what the benefits are going to be there is your motivation to really honor the process right to really go through it because you know and you're thinking about all the time why this is important why this is you know this has a purpose that's bigger even than you Thank you for breaking that down for us. And you know, I know you already mentioned benefit extension, but one of the things we were talking about just this morning is what has to happen for not only someone to make a decision and take an initial action, but to stay in momentum. So can you talk a little bit about what it takes for us to continue to move forward and take those action action steps, especially in the moments where the challenges come up or life doesn't turn out as we expected or the launch doesn't go as planned? What is actually happening within and how do we keep moving forward? Yeah. So this is, this is where I really geek out because <laughs> there's a very like, fascinating study um, that was done um, uh, by a guy called, I believe, um, Andrew... His name is Andrew um, Huberman, who's a neuroscientist. And he, he did this fantastic uh, podcast episode, and he was talking a lot about the growth mindset and what that means. And, you know, a lot of what I'm talking about is what happens in your body. And so if we can tangibly see that we, our bodies have like a pharmacy of supplements, if you like, that can help us, and neuroplasticity, which is the, the brain's ability to change and grow and adapt to the way that we want to think when we know all that's possible we can plan our mindset we can literally build the mindset that we want and one thing that uh, Andrew was talking about which was so crucial is the way he describes the growth mindset is the attachment of the reward system systems to effort put in the attachment of reward systems to effort put in and then there are two reward systems that the brain's got, okay? The first reward system is about gratitude and love in the moment. So it's me recognizing in the moment that I love my wife and in the moment that, oh, how cute is my cat rolling around on the floor and how beautiful is the sunshine right now? And when you are in the moment and you recognize those things, your brain rewards you with goodies like serotonin and, and oxytocin, which are, you know, Great chemicals for just making you feel gratitude and happy and present in the moment. The second reward system is to do with processes towards a greater purpose. So when you're working on something that's hard work, so like exercising, you're on that bike, you're sweating, it's hard work, but you're recognizing that you're about to achieve a personal best or you're about to get fitter. When you recognize during the process of hard work and you, and you recognize that, your brain's going to reward you with dopamine. It's going to reward you. Um, and it's going to, as it, as you're building up a pattern of, of effort towards something greater, it's going to get used to rewarding you with dopamine, right? And so it will then start secreting dopamine more often during hard processes, which means that you'll end up falling in love with the journey. You know, we always talk about, you know, it's about the journey, not the destination. That's so true because that's how your brain is rewarded, um, has, has, is set up to reward you. And this, this system that's so adaptable is a good thing, but it can also be a challenging thing. Because one thing, one thing we see a lot of is people that are, they're actually so attached to the result that they want that they're not really giving themselves 
gratitude and, and um, uh, acknowledgement for the process. And either they'll find the process too hard and not follow through with it, or they will bully themselves through the process, which means that they're FYI running on adrenaline rather than dopamine. Running on adrenaline take, takes a lot of energy and is going to exhaust you. Running on dopamine because you're recognizing how great the process is, is actually energizing. Okay. Which fuel do you want? So then if they do that and they're running on adrenaline and they're just waiting for this result and then they get to the result and because they're the sort of person that's constantly thinking bigger, the result comes and unless it's exactly spot on what they wanted, they're disappointed. And if that's the constant motion, what we're doing is we're teaching, we're, we're teaching that neural pathway of, of process and reward. We're teaching the way to get it is adrenaline and exhaustion followed by disappointment unless things are perfect. And if that's how we're always doing it, that's going to solidify into a pattern that will just repeat and repeat and repeat. So if anyone thinks, yeah, yeah, that's kind of me, the good news is, is that you created that, but you can also create something different. And you may have heard this in other ways, but it's very simple. Um, what Andrew talks about is something called subjective insertion, which I love that term. And what that means is, you are, you are inserting subjective thoughts like the next time you think, oh, this is so hard and they're not doing their job or this is harder than it should be or the pandemic's happened and, oh, this is why is this really worth it? The subjective insertion is, do you know what? I'm on the right track. Do you know what? This is hard, but this is leading to a much bigger purpose than me. And those subjective insertions, every time you think and you feel those, dopamine hit, dopamine hit. Suddenly my dopamine is replacing the need for adrenaline and I'm getting some love internally, okay? If I make that a conscious practice of during the process saying, I'm on the right track, right? This is the messy middle. This is hard work, but you know what? The, the more I put in, the more I'm going to get out. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm teaching myself that during that process, I'm, I need dopamine. I need that dopamine hit. And so I'm teaching myself to release that. And then more importantly, when I get to the result, which was the number one um, reward system, recognition of present state, I get the result and I'm grateful for the journey. I'm grateful for what the result is because whatever the result is, it's either taught me something about how I can make it better next time or it's this amazing thing and I get to you know enjoy it and be grateful for it. So then I'm teaching myself that no matter what the process, no matter what the result, I'm going to get dopamine. I'm going to feel great right? I'm not going to exhaust myself with loads of adrenaline. I'm just going to be loving on myself, which is going to allow me to be more excellent, put more effort into my processes and get even better results. And I just think that like that really excites me. Thank you for breaking that down. And I have to raise my hand here and say, I'm totally the person who is more naturally negative. And because I do expect so much from myself and have such big goals, I have uh, definitely a major tendency to be the person who's like, oh, well, that's not enough, or I could have done better, or why didn't we reach this specific number of people? And even looking back over the past few years, I was looking at a recent training, or not a recent training, a training I did a while ago, where I was breaking down a seven-figure year. And one of the stats that I was sharing was how many people enrolled in our programs in order to reach that goal. And I was also sharing how much each of our programs brought in in terms of sales. And I remember specifically that there were 
multiple launches that I did of our iHeart coaching program. And I remember having these lofty goals and not reaching them and thinking to myself, you know, why didn't this happen? Why didn't we reach that goal? And looking back, you know, we were selling a five $5,000 program, we ended up doing $500,000 in two launches. And looking back, like that was an incredible accomplishment. And I remember at the time, some of our team members even telling me like, do you know how many people would kill to have 40 people in a program who have all paid at least $5,000? That is a really incredible, um, big deal. And but at the time, I couldn't see it because I was so focused on that end result that I thought I needed to achieve achieve instead of being there in the moment and and grateful. And we'll talk about gratitude in a second and just present to what was actually happening. And I remember somebody describing it to me, like you have to in the moment be able, be able to celebrate and be able to have those, those, um, mile markers that you're hitting along the journey that are exciting to you and that you're acknowledging and that you're actually paying attention to. And like you said, being able to flip the switch, as I like to think about it. And if 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 the natural tendency is to be down in the dumps and to think that you don't have enough to actually remind yourself, oh, no, actually, I am on the right track. And this is a step in the right direction. And just because I maybe didn't hit the goal this time doesn't mean that we won't next time and we're building to that. So I totally resonate with everything you just shared. And I appreciate that. And it's um, like, this is why you are who you are, because you're willing to look at yourself and grow. And and that's why you're an absolute rock star. And, you know, what, you know, what we're saying here, which I think is really exciting. And I think maybe like where you were right at the very beginning of your journey was there, sometimes there's this belief that you can't be hungry and successful if, um, if you're, you know, easily satisfied, that you have to, you have to be, you know, you have to be hard to please to be successful. Whereas what we're saying is the complete opposite, that actually cultivating constant gratitude and and recognition of the process and being grateful for and appreciative of every result that comes in uh, because it's either a winner or lesson, that that, what that does, that cultivates a level of mental and physical performance that allows you to achieve even more. So you get to be ambitious and satisfied all at the same time. And that means that the person you're becoming is this consistently energized, happy with life, even more creative with even bigger ideas. Um, and that you get the best of both worlds. And I think that would be so amazing if everyone really likes, allowed that to sink in, that they don't have to pressure and bully themselves and feel like they need to be uh, unsatisfied and unhappy to be successful, but actually cultivating the opposite, cultivating those routine, mental routines of gratitude um, and and um, and process appreciation and 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 you know um, that's what did you say subjective insertion subjective insertion <laughs> right subjective insertion along the way this is too hard wait a minute why am I doing this I'm doing this because it's leading towards something that's bigger than me it's incredible and whatever the outcome I'm going to be able to learn something from it and go even further um, and I think that's growth mindset is never feeling like th- there's an end there's not a place that's there you're going to get to right because there's always somewhere to go and so wouldn't you rather be satisfied and happy along the journey and massively successful rather than waiting for this this time that that will really never come 
Because if you think that having high standards and never being satisfied is going to lead to satisfaction, it won't. Because you're teaching yourself not to be satisfied, which means you'll get to the end of your life never being satisfied because you've taught yourself that I, I, I must look for the next thing. So instead, we get to have a really happy, successful life um, and, and enjoy every single moment of it. And that really is um, performance at its most beautiful. And the one other thing that I know we want to touch on before we wrap this up is something I experienced firsthand, which is gratitude. And when I was living in London, I experienced a lot of what you've just described. I had followed my dreams. I moved to a different country. This was at the point in time where you and I hadn't met yet. And I didn't have a lot of friends, um, but I was still there. I was, I was doing it. I was moving forward. And yet I realized I still wasn't happy. My quarter life crisis had followed me across the pond and I didn't know what to do to be happy because because for those of you who don't know us, James is a very naturally positive person. And I don't actually believe that I am a naturally positive person. And so it was a big shift for me to start to focus on things that were actually working when I felt like I still was lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't have any friends. All those thoughts were, were at the forefront of my mind. And one of the practices that I learned about through Oprah Winfrey was a gratitude practice and basically making a gratitude list every single day. And that transformed my reality because I started to focus on the things that were going well in my life, the things that were going right. I shifted my attention from the negative and what wasn't working onto the positive, and it opened up my eyes to even more opportunities around me. And I know, James, you wanted to kind of bring to the table the perspective of what's going on chemically when we practice gratitude for those people who think that maybe gratitude is a bit too woo-woo, they don't understand why it actually works. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, we'll just bounce back to those two reward systems that the brain has. Reward system one is gratitude, right? When you, when you recognize the moment and what you're grateful for in that moment, like it's a beautiful sunny day, or like I said, I love my wife, my, my beautiful kitty cat, or I, I have this office, or look at that beautiful painting on the wall. When you recognize and feel gratitude in the moment, your brain will produce serotonin and oxytocin, right? That this will actually expand your bandwidth because the thing that makes life feel too much and overwhelming are those moments where you're not in the moment, right? When you're in the future thinking about all the things to be done or you're in the past thinking about all the things that have happened, right? During those moments of overwhelm, your brain can't really function properly, okay? It's, it's run, again, it's running on adrenaline, it's stressed, uh, or, or it's just excited but not really productive. When you're in the moment and grateful, your brain rewards you. And it does that on purpose. Like our brain, our bodies are designed to optimize. So when something feels bad, like emotionally or physically, your body's just saying, oh, you're, you're not doing things the way that I want them done, right? As Andrew said, you know, Mother Nature is so loving and, love, loving and kind, but if you don't follow her rules, she can be really cruel, okay? So when something doesn't feel right, it's just your body saying, hey, hey, listen to me. And we can, if we're conscious about those things, more often we can expand our bandwidth, be present. And the best thing about being present is that time elongates. So for those of you that would like to have more time, be in the moment more often. And all of these things, I know, you know, for some people it's like, oh, that feels like so much work. I don't think like that. Remember, this is programming. We are 
we are learning to consciously think in a way to utilize our body's pharmacy. And once those things stick, our body's going to take over it. It will be habitual. It will do this automatically. Okay. And whether you think you're a positive or a negative person, or you think you're a morning person or an evening person, if you want to be a certain way, it takes conscious effort with an understanding of why you want that benefit, moving forward on it, making it um, a habit. So doing something regularly, reminding yourself to do it regularly, and your body will adapt to that way of being. And then it will take over and be automatic. In, we can all be the happiest, most positive people in the world if we have a big enough reason to put the effort in initially. Exactly. So I knew that I wanted to transform. And like you said, I knew I didn't want to be a negative person for the rest of my life. I knew there was a different option. And I think that awareness is really key. So for people who are saying, you know, I don't understand this, um, you know, there's, there's, um, something that's stopping me from getting what I'm wanting, what I want. I love how you have just broken this down for all of us so that we can take those simple steps. And for me, a gratitude list, just admitting or being aware of what's going on in my life that's positive, the little things like you said, the painting, the cat, there's always something to bring your attention to that will help you shift you shift yourself back to the present moment and become more aware of what is working for you. And I think if I could share, you know, one final lesson with with the listeners, it truly is that we have an opportunity to enjoy the journey on our path to success. And in my book, I actually talk about the fact that I believe we can be grateful and still be hungry for more simultaneously. They're not mutually exclusive. And so that's one of the things that's been a huge shift for me. And it's still a work in progress for sure, because I am somebody who's always thinking about the future. And I do think as a business owner, that's part of the job description. We're thinking about the present and the future. But what's the point of us doing all of this unless we're actually enjoying the moment? Right, totally. And you know, in your, you know, you're as I said earlier, you are who you are because of the the unapologetic ability to just learn and grow and and like you're, you know, you're you're an example to everyone and and especially considering it wasn't natural for you. If I'm a more naturally positive person, right? Then maybe then there's that it was a bit easier. But so really like Emily is an example to those that are like, "Oh no, I'm not you know, I'm not a positive person or I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I can't be present and it's just the way I am. Emily is an example of those. If you really want to make something happen, you have to understand that anything is possible. You can design the way you show up and you, your body is designed to do so. So if, if Emily can do it, then anyone can do it. Right. And so, you know, use her as an example of, of anything is possible because that's what it takes. Totally. Well, thank you for bringing this perspective to all of us. And I particularly love thinking about what's happening behind the scenes and chemically when we're up leveling. And we know that it can feel uncomfortable, but it's just creating new patterns and new ways of doing life and new ways of showing up. And like you said, ultimately, human beings are incredibly adaptable. And so I hope everyone recognizes what they're capable of and that they can understand um, that change is possible for them, regardless of their natural tendencies, whether that's the way they show up, the way that they think, um, growth is possible for all of us. Amazing. Thank you, James. I'll look forward to having you on the show again, if you'll come back and join us. 
I'm always here to talk. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> and remind people where they can find you, obviously, in addition to our programs that I Hurt My Life. So you can find me um, at my website at thegrowthedge.com, which if you go to thegrowthedge.com forward slash freebies, there's a load of freebies there you can download and, um, and work on, uh, on becoming the best version of you. I also have a fantastic free um, group on Facebook called The Growth Edge. So you can find me on Facebook, uh, James Williams, uh, The Growth Edge, and um, join, the, join the, uh, the free group. And I go live Monday to Friday in the mornings and uh, give you some insights and inspiration. So I'd love to, love to have you there. You geek out on all this stuff every single day. So you can be everyone else's secret weapon as well. Exactly. I hope you love today's episode. And the amazing thing is that James is a coach in all of our programs that I heart my life. So if you are interested in working with him personally, you can do that one-on-one as well as within our mastermind and our iHeart coaching program. So go to iheartmylife.com to learn more. And you can always also book a call with us to learn more about working with us closely at iheartmylifebooking.com. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.